This is Jewish Board Talk with Cherie Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. Welcome back. My name is Robin Smukler, and I'm standing in for Cherise Zephard on the Jewish Board Talk today. It gives me so much pleasure now to introduce the the national chairperson of the the Jewish Board, um, Karen Milner. And we know Karen is a, a very busy woman who does many, many different things. So we so appreciate your time for coming on the show today. Um, and also, we just look forward to, to getting insights and perspective from you. So welcome. Oh, thank you so much, Robin. It's such a pleasure and a privilege for me to be on this show. And I'm so excited because I, I, I'm really excited. I think that getting Deborah Lipstadt at the board conference um, is just going to be an unbelievable experience and an unbelievable event. So I'm really excited to share with you um, some more details about it. Amazing. It's funny, uh, we've just been throwing the word Deborah Lipstadt around. Um, you've just said it and, and it's around town. I'm not sure when we say the name if we actually understand the profile and the impact of, of Deborah Lipstadt. It's, it's, it's incredible. She's almost more of an institution than, than just her name. So I know the trial that almost made her famous or that she's very well known for um, was when David Irving sued her after she accused him, of, accused him of being a Holocaust denier, which since has become a movie and I'm sure many people have heard of the movie called Denial. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about that trial? So I think those are the, key, the main key issues. In one of her books, she referred to him and his writings and, and some of his public statements as Holocaust denial. He then, um, David Irving, sued her and her publisher and, uh, in 1996, so it was a while back, um, and for libel. And he claimed that she libeled him, that in fact um, he was not a Holocaust denial, he was a historian with a different view from her, and that led to this trial which was a massive, massive trial. And I mean, when, when I think about it, I still sometimes almost get cold shivers because at some level, and this is what's so distressing about the trial, despite its outstanding outcome, at some level the idea was almost that the Holocaust was on trial. And at, the trial took place in England, although she was an American um, academic, is an American academic. Very fortunately, the, 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 obviously more than fortunately, that the, she won the trial um, and she was not... Um, she was cleared of the charge of libel on the basis of the defense of basically that what she had accused him of was true. So it couldn't be libelous if what she had said about him was true. So in choosing that defense, um, it was a really important moment, I think, in both choosing that defense and in winning the trial, that in his minimization and the things that he had said about the Holocaust um, effectively was some level placing on record the veracity and it's such a terrible thing to have to put it that way the truth mm. about the holocaust and it must have taken immense courage from her to to do that and to go ahead all the, all the way in the trial how's the outcome of the trial had an impact globally has it or did the trial end and, and that was the end of the story it's definitely had an impact globally um, unfortunately, I think we have seen more and more. As you know, as I said, the trial took place in 1996, so it's been a, it's, it's been a while since it, it took place, and we are seeing a certain um, upsurge in Holocaust denial now. But I think one of the things that we've learned, even on the Jewish board in here in South Africa, is that when you do win a trial of this nature, it's really aside from showing the the justice of your cause. 
what it does is it prevents all the follow-ons. So mm. for a, quite a long time afterwards, and, and perhaps we are coming at the end of that time, I hope not, but for quite a long time afterwards, what we see is the people who would have followed in his shoes get a little bit of a fright. Um, now they, they, their wild imaginings and their mad conspiracy theories and their anti-Semitic wonderings and, and nightmares, etc., um, have been shown by a court of law to be nonsensical. If they do deny the Holocaust, they will be called out for denying the Holocaust. And so you get this kind of knock-on effect where having put one person very clearly, clearly back in their box, um, you tend to have to some extent to chill other people who are potentially going to come behind them. So it's, it's, it's a very important one. And then, of course, the fact that it was then made into a film really amplified the impact that the judgment had. And it was a very extensive judgment, which really recorded some of the key facts about the Holocaust. It's amazing. You know, why is it important to stand up against the Holocaust? I think it's obviously the Holocaust and anti-Semitism has an overlap. And some people, you know, the response of some people is just be quiet, you know, like stay in your lane. Um, there's different opinions. Why is it very important to speak up about it? So I think there are two reasons. And I think one reason has to do with, with being Jewish. But it's not only about being Jewish. So the one reason, and, and we all know this, to stand up um, in relation to Holocaust denial is even if it didn't lead to its own tragedy and to anti-Semitism, Holocaust denial is really a betrayal of the memory of those who died. And I think that firstly, every Jew, but actually every person, the, the scale and the nature of the Holocaust was such that every person actually has a responsibility to the people who died not to re- misrepresent their death. So that at a very basic kind of moral and ethical level is key to um, countering Holocaust denial. On the other side, though, you know, counter, it's interesting how some Holocaust denial that I've seen takes place. So you sometimes get people who say things like, the Holocaust didn't happen, and anyway, you deserved it. Hmm. There's that kind of lack of rationality, and I think that's where we really see the anti-Semitism coming out around the Holocaust. It's just that, you know, why would you bother to deny this horrendous event that its own perpetrators firstly don't deny, in fact, um, ban the denial, Holocaust denial in Germany? So what would be your motivation for denying the scope and the tragedy of the Holocaust? And the only motivation for it is that the suggestion that Jews are such terrible, lying conniving people that they would lie about the death of six million of their own people for some nefarious terrible motive so inherent in holocaust denial is anti-semitism on top of that of course if you have holocaust the, the, the lessons of the holocaust are so important to remember the holocaust didn't come out of nowhere So we have to remember the lessons of the Holocaust, whether it's about anti-Semitism or xenophobia or racism. It starts with hate speech. It starts with intolerance. um, And the world and us and everybody needs to understand that lesson so that, you know, we say it quite glibly these days, Mm. but it shouldn't be glib, the the point of never again. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we see so many people and Jews standing up to that today, fighting against genocide and... um yeah, just just creating more peaceful relations in the world. So 
So that's, um, we get proud when we do see that happening. I see also Deborah Lipstadt. It says that she serves currently as the United States Special Envoy for Monitoring and co- Combating Anti-Semitism. That sounds like a very unusual envoy for a country to have. What is the role of, of her envoy in the United States? So it's interesting. It is quite an unusual role, but it's not unique to the United States. There's a German envoy. There's a, um, they're called different things around the world. But what's, what's really interesting about these envoys, and perhaps I should have uh, corrected myself earlier and called her Ambassador Deborah Lipstadt because she does have the status of Ambassador, um, is that it's not an internally focused role. So her, although she does comment and fight anti-Semitism in the United States, her role is actually about pursuing American foreign policy in relation to anti-Semitism. So her role is global anti-Semitism and policies and putting policies and practices in place and monitoring global anti-Semitism on behalf of the United States. And I have to tell you, she has followed some of the travels and what she's been doing over the last year, not even a year since she was was appointed. And she has a grueling schedule. Um, She really goes from country to country. She's been around the world and we are incredibly fortunate. Um, to have her coming to South Africa. Yes, absolutely. Um, how did you even get her? How did you get her to come here? Really, we were hosting, you know, when she was first, um, when it was first suggested that she would be the the, the appointed as the envoy, uh, we thought it would be really an amazing thing for our community and for South Africa as a whole to hear someone like her with her status and stature and her message. Um, it took a while because... Really, she couldn't do much in the in the period while she was waiting to be officially appointed by the American president. And then we really contacted the envoy's office. We explained some of the issues that we're facing in South Africa, some of the things that we felt um, she could perhaps assist with, and how important. And that's what we stressed to them, how important... Um, Ambassador Lipstadt's message would be in South Africa about anti-Semitism, but but more broadly, I think, for the South African population. So that was, and I think they took our concerns and and heard us. Um, And and we really feel extremely privileged that we are on her list to visit so early in her tenure. Absolutely. Um, And while she's here, she's obviously coming for the the board conference, will she be doing other speaking arrangements and is she meeting any other people in South Africa while she's here on her visit? So she certainly is. The um, American Embassy in South Africa are organising her visits for most of the visits that she's doing in South Africa because, of course, she comes, remember, it's, it's, it's so amazing. She comes as a representative of the United States government. She's not coming representing herself, and so her, her visit is very closely coordinated by the American Embassy. But there are a number of visits we've planned. We've got a, a joint function with Bits University and the PNS law, law Firm. There are events in Cape Town that are being planned. We're certainly hoping that the highlight of her trip will be the Jewish Board Conference, but that's certainly not the only event or the only interaction that she'll be having. That's, that's amazing. Um, and I know recently... Um we're not going that way, but there has been some big um, anti-Semitic outbursts, and on the other side, some exceptional, um, you know, um, love for for the Jewish community as a response. Where where is the world sitting at the moment? It's probably a very hard thing to assess and to, you know, to to know exactly. But where is the global anti-Semitism sitting right now? 
So it is difficult to assess, and I think that there's certainly a sense within the global jury that anti-Semitism is rising. Um, whether or not anti-Semitism itself is rising or just some of the constraints against people expressing their anti-Semitism have become looser is, is, an, is a matter for an entirely whole conversation yeah. on its own. But I think that we are seeing um, more anti-Semitism and certainly more spoken anti-Semitism than we have for a while. And definitely seeing that coming through in America, which had been or had seemed like a, a remarkably safe haven for Jews. Not to say it isn't still a safe haven for Jews, but whether it be the latest statements coming out uh, by Kanye West, but we've also been seeing over months, in, in maybe even more than months, we've been seeing, um, I don't know what the correct term is, it's basically chassidim, but it's people who visibly look Jewish, if I can put it that way, who are very obviously Jewish, yeah. um, being physically attacked in New York. Now, it's, it's really not something that's got much attention. It is bizarre and it's horrifying. And I think that those kind of acts of actual physical attacks on Jews are relatively new. There's, you know, and, and I'm, I'm being careful in what I say because, they, you know, there's been attacks in France, for example, that are far more extensive and far more horrific. Mm. But we are seeing a rise in rhetoric. We're seeing some of the things that perhaps people wouldn't say out loud for many years. They're saying it out loud. We're seeing some physical attacks for the first time, you know, in the last couple of years in, in the United States over and above the horrific shootings, etc. So I think there is a reason for concern. Yeah, so we have to even be more grateful that there is someone like Deborah Lipstadt and like Definitely. the work that the board does on a daily basis of, of standing up and, and countering it. So thank you to you and your team. And um, this is an incredible thing to look forward to. Um, so we know the, the conference is happening next week. Um, are there still spaces available? Can people still book to come? So it's getting very, very tight. We, we do have some spaces available. Um, we are going to, within the next, I don't know how soon, but we, we might have to start closing the bookings. So I can tell, I have heard, I've never heard her in person, but I have heard Deborah Lipstadt talk on a number of occasions. And I can tell you that anybody who is interested in anything in relation to Jews, not just anti-Semitism, it sounds like a depressing topic, but she's actually a remarkable speaker. She is a fascinating speaker. The people who go there are really in for a treat. Um, we are getting very, very close to capacity. We do have some places left. So I really hope people, um, anybody who still wants to come will register as soon as possible. Super. Well, thank you so, so much for your time and that insight. It's, it's something quite incredible to know that we've got um, a speaker of that stature coming to South Africa and, of course, for the board conference. So, um, yeah, looking forward to that and um, just wishing you well and hopefully we will chat again in the future. Great. Thanks so much, Robin. Thank you. Have a good day.